0: Today we're reading Psalms 95, 97, 98, and 99. In Psalm 95, we learn a lesson from the rebels. Verse 1, this one has no subtitle, verse 1. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods, In His hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is His also. The sea is His, and He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness." When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, And they have not known my ways, Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. We're not told who wrote this psalm, Nor can we identify the period in which it was written. We see two parts in this psalm. First of all, an encouragement for God's people to worship and praise God in verses 1 through 7, and that's followed by a solemn warning not to rebel against God as did their forefathers in verses 8 through 11. In this psalm, we're reminded of the rebellion of Israel against the good report of the two spies and the decree from God that followed in Numbers chapter 14. Here's a stern warning. Don't rebel like they did, or God's wrath may be poured out upon you like it was upon them. The decision was made in the second year of the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness that, because of sin, they would not enter Canaan. Only their children, who were under the age of 20 at the time of the rebellion, only those entered Canaan. Actually, it appears that the wilderness death decree only applied to men and it exempted the women and the Levites. I've written an article uh, on this subject entitled "The Canaan Spies and the Forty Years." You can see it on this page of the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, or you can look for that article under the topic section of BibleTrack.org. Verses seven through eleven here are quoted in Hebrews chapter three, verses seven through eleven. And those are to demonstrate the correlation between the rebellion of Numbers 14 to those Jews who followed Judaism all the way up to, but not including, receiving Jesus as their Messiah. So it's an interesting read and an interesting comparison that the writer of Hebrews makes with this psalm. In Psalm 97, we find the theme that God reigns. Verse 1. The Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of isles be kept glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him, righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him, and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings enlightened the world, the earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. THE HEAVENS DECLARE HIS RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND ALL THE PEOPLE SEE HIS GLORY. CONFOUNDED BE ALL THEY THAT SERVE GRAVEN IMAGES, THAT BOAST THEMSELVES OF IDOLS. WORSHIP HIM, ALL YE GODS. ZION HEARD AND WAS GLAD, AND THE DAUGHTERS OF JUDAH REJOICED BECAUSE OF THY judgments, O LORD. FOR THOU, LORD, ART HIGH ABOVE ALL THE EARTH. THOU ART EXALTED FAR ABOVE ALL GODS. Ye THAT LOVE THE LORD HATE EVIL. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Well, here's another upbeat song which points out that God doesn't just reign over Israel, but the whole earth. The author and period are not indicated. Verse 10 has a command and a promise. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. In other words, if you love God, then you must hate evil and avoid it. Shun it. Warn against it. Just don't tolerate it. Incidentally, Zion here is David's reference to Jerusalem. In Psalm 98, we have yet another praise song. The subtitle to this one says, A Psalm. Verse 1. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise, and rejoice, and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp, and the voice of a psalm. With trumpets and sound of cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. This psalm reflects on the reason for God's universal praise. The author again is not identified. Here we see a celebration for that which God has done in Israel's past in verses one through three. Then we have some worship verses in four through six and the anticipated coming judgment of God in verses 7 through 9. The judgment of God for everyone is certain. Notice particularly verse 9, "...before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness, shall he judge the world and the people with equity." Even those who have no place for God right now, they will one day nonetheless be judged by God himself. In Psalm 99, we see this simple message, God reigns. Verse 1, The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims, let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loveth judgment. Thou dost establish equity. Thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies, and the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answerest them, O Lord our God. Thou wast a God that forgavest them, though thou tookest vengeance of their inventions." Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Again, we're not told the author of this psalm either. Verse 1 here describes God as reigning in heaven on a throne between the cherubims, after which the mercy seat was patterned in the tabernacle. Look at Exodus chapter 25, verses 10 through 22 for more details there. The mention of the cherubim references the Ark of the Covenant. Its lid was a gold slab on which two cherubs with spread wings stood. The significance of the cherubim becomes clear in the traditions of Israel as they spoke of God's dwelling between the cherubims in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, and again in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 2. The mention of God's special leaders among the Jews, Moses, Aaron, and Samuel, is interesting here in verses 6-8. Notice that it also points out that God did not overlook their wrongdoings. And as I mentioned before, Zion here is David's reference to Jerusalem. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today.